There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. App. I spent four years in San Francisco. The Brown and Crouppen Morning After. KPN-TFM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Brown and Crouppen. We're broadcasting live from the Michelob Ultra Studios. There's 2.6 grams of carbs in the Michelob Ultra, 95 calories. On this extended break, I can imagine myself having plenty of Michelob Ultra. Really? You stock some at home in the oh, fridge? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just in case, you know, you pop one, you know, long day. Nothing like a cold one mm-hmm. at the end of a long day. Oh, sure. Or you're gathered around the hearth with your family. You have a hearth in your new place there in Soulard? No, no. I have a radiator. Gather around Could you the build a hearth around that? I have like a wood plank on top of it. Hearth. It's kind of a hearth. So when the family's over, you say, hey, let's all gather around the radiator? My one bedroom apartment. My entire family comes over. I you, saw it. There's room for a hearth. KG had to use the bat. He, so KG drove me to the year-end awards because I was looking to get liquored up, mm-hmm. and uh, which is very kind of him. Thank you, KG. And... So he had to use the bathroom beforehand, so we got to come up to my place. Oh, it was really he? darling. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was a darling moment? It was a darling moment. I've picked up Plowhawk from his place before. And drove you could him. smell the sex in there. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's... Now, when you have radiator heat, is, is it hot to the touch? Could you burn yourself if you brush up against it? Burn, like if you like kept your hand on it for like 
a long time, you yeah. probably get some damage, but it's not like if you touch it, it's going to sear your skin. No. It's it's hot, though. Is it? it yeah, so hot. And does it do a good job warming the place? Does the job. Does the job. Yeah, it's fine. How about Airco? Window air conditioning? Window units, yeah. Yeah. The great Seth Goldcamp hooked me up with a great window unit. Shout yeah. out to Seth Goldcamp okay. for real design there. Heating and cooling, they are the sponsor of the email of the day. Seth Goldcamp is a wonderful human being. He can take care of you. He's taking care of Doug. He's taking care of Tim. Taking care of Iggy. Everyone over there at Design Air Heating and Cooling. Plowhawk, can I hear a little bit about Design Air as the temperatures are starting to drop? Get the lever, Palsy. It's the labor policy. Starting to go up. Cab driver. <laughs> 60 days. This ain't working. Today, yeah, but no. Design Air Heating and Cooling is the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. They're online at designairservice.com. And yeah, I know it's warm right now, but it's oh, inevitably boy. going to cool down and your furnace is going to be working over time. So when that happens, you want to make sure it's working. Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling says get that furnace tuned up and do so very easily, very quickly by going to designairservice.com and clicking on the Book Now tab. I had it done last month, incredibly easy. They were in, they were out, and now we have peace of mind for the winter months. It's all at Design Air Heating and Cooling. I'm on at designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of TMA. And the Tim McKernan Show podcast, Doug Vaughn is a client, I am a client, and once you work with Design Air, you will be a client as well. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. That's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Jackson, what do you know about this uh, Nawarney guy? Williams Winery. Nawarney. Winery. Five-star plus. He's the the consensus number one player in the country. Wow. Got to give drink credit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The boosters who were paying the NILs. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, yeah, Williams Winery committed to Missouri in August. He made uh, his commitment. If you remember, that's where people were asking Gabe to take his shirt off during that live uh, mm-hmm. live broadcast. Well, sure they were. And uh, there was a lot, obviously a lot of fear that there could be a flip situation. But uh, Eli Drinkwitz in his press conference after National Letter of Intent Day yesterday said that. Williams never wavered once. I, he was an, he called him an oak, an oak that he was uh, never worried that he was going to flip. That he always knew he was going to be a Missouri Tiger. And yeah, the consensus number one player in the country is a Missouri Tiger officially after yesterday. Yeah, so Williams Winery, superstar D end, uh, who could do some real damage on that defensive line that just also added a Georgia transfer named Darius Smith. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a linebacker, but he's kind of an edge rusher, kind of a Von Miller kind of guy, and. Uh, yeah, so plenty of good things coming for the Missouri Tigers coming up this year. They also got Courtney Crutchfield and James Madison, too. So if you're worried about, oh, we didn't get Ryan Wingo, there were some thoughts yesterday that there could be a possible flip. It didn't seem like it was actually ever going to happen. Wingo signed with Texas yesterday. But you get Courtney Crutchfield, a four-star receiver from Arkansas, who plenty thought was going to be a Razorback. And then you also get James Madison, who they call Prez, Doug. They call him Prez. Prez. Because his name's James Madison Madison, from Texas, who's uh, also a stud receiver. So the receiver room next year, if Theo Weiss comes back, could be very robust with Luther Burden obviously entering his last year before being eligible for the NFL draft. Now, I keep seeing all this great Mizzou recruiting success, and then I see where they're ranked 24th best recruiting class in the country, Mm -hmm. and there are 11 SEC teams with classes ranked above theirs. So I'm surprised it's not better if you're a top 10 team right now. They they have to have they have to do better than this just to stay where they're at. Right. The transfer ratings like the 
based on transfers that they've gotten. They're a little bit higher. Getting a guy like Caden Green, who is the best offensive tackle in the in the portal. Taranio Pride, who is the best corner, and then Marcus Carroll, the fourth best running back. So they did some good work on that side. Yeah. Recruitment, I mean, yeah, the SEC is going to be tough, but you get the n- number one consensus player in the country, Williams Winery. That can offset, like, as you know, like a defensive end can make such a big difference in the game if you I get guess. one of those guys. Five of the top eight recruiting classes are SEC teams. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to happen. So, yeah, you're going to have to keep doing this all the time just right. to stay where you're at. But to, if you look at the progress, like, you know, how often 10 years ago were they getting number one guys like Luther Bird and Williams Winery? Like, almost never it felt like. OGB. DGB, yeah, DGB. DGB. That was a that was a great one. That was, a, but that was like uh, you know it was so celebrated because they just didn't get mm-hmm. that. Now, coming off the heel, I mean, since 2017, you had number one player in basketball commit to Missouri with Michael Porter Jr., Luther Burden staying closer to home, and then Williams Winery, who's Lee Summit North. Yeah. Doug, three guys from Lee Summit North mm. could be on the line next year. I would think the transfer portal is more important even than the high school recruiting. Hundred percent, because it's, it's more important and more beneficial to get a guy who's. 21 or 22 and has been working out and had the training table food for three years and he's learned how to play and you know that he can play as opposed to some 17 year old kid who's got a lot of growing to do and growing up at the same time i am outspoken about how much i love the nil i love how the college landscape is now kids have a voice kids have decisions options and they're getting paid for what they do instead of the university pocketing i do find it funny though the number one offensive lineman who I think just four days ago was on ESPN. He committed to Colorado, mm-hmm. had Colorado gear, talking mm-hmm. about, hey, you know, Deion Sanders did it at the highest level. He has a gold jacket. You know, I can't wait to play for him. This is four days ago. He committed to Maryland yesterday. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it just, no. you go on TV four days prior talking about, can't wait to play for a coach, this and that, awesome university, can't wait to get the bouldering you know, get there and play it, and you commit to the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Who not a powerhouse either. And, I, again, it should be all about money. You, should, you shouldn't think about the next level because you may never get there. Injuries, right. you know, you never know what can happen. you got to pocket as much money as you can while you can. So well, I don't blame but I do find those interviews funny as hell. For years, and it still goes on, coaches have said, no, I am committed to this university. Yeah, I I'm, never I'm consider pretty... going somewhere else. And then the next day the news conference is that he's leaving. Yeah, so I love that there's – you know, a little bit more of an even playing field with coaches, universities, and play. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that aspect. I just don't love the I'm 110% committed, and then two days later you're 110% <laughs> committed to somewhere else. Yeah. I just love that sort of comedy aspect. Well, even if, you're, even if this guy was 110% committed to Colorado, he could have been 115% committed to Maryland, which now, swayed Doug, the decision. That just point. had 5%. Uh, got a text here from Kwame Vayukas. Von Miller kind of guy. He had eight tackles this year. Have some shame, Jackson. Oh. Okay, it's Kwame Vayukas. I When I mentioned the Von Miller comp, I was mentioning a linebacker who lines up on the edge, yeah. not the kind of player he is. I do I'm not like think. Lawrence. You were mentioning more like a Lawrence Taylor type. Right. But yeah, then, then, then that's the greatest player of all time. Then, then it would be, yeah. Lawrence, got that dick butt kiss. No, I'm talking about the position he plays where he's a linebacker, but he lines up more on the defensive line to rush the passer. Yeah. That's what I meant by Von Miller type. But I understand where you're confused. Doug, where do you think Luther Burden will transfer to? It's from Worson Woods Wacko. Oh, probably Georgia, Alabama, something like that. I don't think he's going anywhere. K.J. Bolden, the number one safety and who has been committed to Florida State for a year and a half the last day, committed to Georgia. 
did it. I mean, they, they literally, we talk about backing up the Brinks truck, and I kind of think that that's what is actually happening now. Like, they're going to their homes with black suits, sunglasses, two briefcase full of cash mm. with their letter of intent, and that's, like, how it gets done now. Yeah. Which, again, I love. Uh, Mizzou has the top transfer class based on average star rating for any school with at least four transfers. That comes from Larry Thornton. So that, that's that, can, offset, that can offset some of the yeah. recruiting rankings that you were talking I mean, yeah, when you look at it, offensive line, Javon Foster, who was a stud this year, you replaced him with Caden Green. Running back Cody Schrader obviously was a superstar. You replaced him with Marcus Carroll, who can be very capable. And then Chris Abrams, Drain, Ennis Rakestraw, and cornerback, neither of which have declared for the NFL draft, which Gabe mentioned on PowerMizzou.com yesterday, which was popping off these past couple of days. Shout out to Gabe for that. And drank uh, with the bat signals. Yeah. Get then the uh, you go, you get Toronto pride to replace either of those two. If they choose to go play for the, in the NFL, which I would assume they would. You know what I love most about the tramp report on, I think the younger Macklin is a great example. You're a little bit of a late bloomer. So you're not highly recruited. You're going to, you know, a lower D one in North Texas. Style. We'll use him as a, a, a real example. Go to North Texas. Obviously he's blossomed into you know, his first two years, I think he had 1,000 yards, 55 receptions. The younger Macklin kid. Oh, Jay. Yeah. yeah. And so he had the opportunity not to die on a vine at North Texas just because at 17 or 18 he wasn't developed into a four-star. And he's able to go to a Power 5 school, get North Texas a little bit on the map, get mm-hmm. him some experience, and now he's able to play – I don't know if he committed or not anywhere, but he's able to play at a top-tier university. I'm sorry, that was Jamori Macklin. Jamori, yeah. And Schrader did the same thing. You don't, you'll never see those guys do what they're doing, these stories, mm-hmm. without this transfer rule. Because they would just be at the school they went to. They'd have to use a year, year of eligibility. And transfer before this weren't really looked at as highly coveted recruits. You know, somebody who was disgruntled or kicked off the team looking mm-hmm. for a new team. This gives the guys ability to... Be late bloomers, still have the ability to yeah. play at a Power 5 conference. Definitely, man. It just means That's that the recruiting process is nonstop. You have schools. guys monitoring the yeah. portal. I think Gabe said that. Literally, their job is to monitor right. 24 hours. You have hours entire office buildings full of people recruiting the nonstop. Mm-hmm. Have you seen anything in the last year or so on what happened to Doriel Greenbeck and what he's doing now? Ooh, I, I haven't seen not. an insight. No. I know he had a rough post Football career. Yeah, he got, off he got arrested a few times. Yeah. He spent some time in jail yeah. in Springfield. But, I mean, he had two fairly decent years. I mean, he was drafted, what, second round? I think he played for the Titans. Yeah, he was drafted the by the Titans. I think he had like five, 600 yards receiving. Then he was traded to Philadelphia. And I think he had a pretty decent year with Philadelphia. And then he was done. I don't know if it was his legal problems, but it was always pot. Except for, I think it was assault and... Resisting arrest where he spent 180 days in jail. But most of the other ones were, I think there's a DWI in there. There was a pot possession. Yeah, but, you're not you know, probably the most gifted athlete I've seen in a long time. But it wasn't like he was a dud in the NFL. I mean, he had. But he's a knucklehead. Yeah. You're not going to last very long if you're a knucklehead. You, the juice, is the juice worth to squeeze on yeah. a guy? I think the coaches and organizations like weigh that. Because he is a freak, man. I remember. Because yeah. he had, he went on and off on Mizzou. But like his, he had a really good year or two. There at Mizzou, it was fun to watch. Yeah, they went to Oklahoma and I forgot pra- he was went on the to practice Oklahoma. squad and then was drafted in the second round. Yeah, because everyone knew how talented he was. He yeah, just had messed around. Too I much. think his first two catches in the NFL were touchdowns. That's I don't know. I don't know if he made enough money to live on. I mean, I'm. I think he signed with Tennessee, if I remember correctly, because I remember when he was drafted. 
I think he got a three million dollar contract for four years or yeah. something like that. Three million guarantee and a two million dollar signing bonus. That's five million. I'm reading he got arrested a couple times on marijuana possession, then a, a DWI in twenty seventeen. In twenty eighteen, arrested in Springfield, possession of controlled substance and resisting arrest. August of twenty one, arrested in Kansas City for assault charges, property damage, resisting arrest. Twenty twenty one or Sentenced to 180 days in Greene County Jail for violation of probation. Yeah, NFL, NFL head coaches see that, and that's something. They don't that, need it. There's always another guy coming up. The goal for guys like that, though, get to that pension. Five years. I remember the kid out of Canton who drafted in the fifth round by the Chiefs in 05, 06, I forgot. Really good friends with Larry Johnson, really good friends with Tony Gonzalez at the time. They were both there. Um... And he had three and a half, four years, kind of bounced around, moved from linebacker to fullback, four and a half years, got cut, mm-hmm. missed his pension by five games. So oh, like that, that's like the goal to get the 175 base salary for the rest of your life, full medical, full benefits. I mean, that to me, if I'm a player like that, just just last five years on a yeah. roster. Well, just look at the uh, at what we saw here from guys like Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt who probably had no more physical ability than Doriel Green-Beckham. And yet, they were top-notch guys all human the being, way. Human beings, great human yeah. beings. And they had fantastic careers and made multiple millions of dollars, and they're going to live on easy street the rest of their life because they behave themselves. There is zero, and I mean zero chance, that Boots knew, Boots knew details of the guaranteed money in DGB's contract. Nice work Googling and then trying to flex, you rusted old bike chain. Hey! I didn't Google anything. I mean, he was a Missouri player, so we followed what he did. So are they mad that we, and I know this is right, and I love him, but, like, so when we throw out facts and we didn't look it up, we get completely scolded. You have a computer in front of your face, dumbass, look it up. So now, like, we're looking things up, getting accurate stats and information, and now we're getting grilled because we're looking up information? (laughs) What do you want us to do, shut up the whole time? But I didn't look it up. It's just, well, I, looked I was up a big arrest record. Well, you did. That was very good. I remembered his arrest records because it was always in the paper. <laughs> I don't remember all of his arrests. And I followed him. I mean, you know, when, when you, you like a guy who goes to Mizzou, you know, when he was a Springfield guy, um, so I still follow people from Springfield. Um, so he's a local guy. You kind of follow those guys. You know, I followed when, uh, who's that kid from uh, St. Louis who became a kicker for Phoenix? Remember him? Yeah. I followed his career. He was just a field goal kicker, but he's a local guy. Neil Rackers? Neil Rackers. We followed him so much we don't know his name. (laughs) Well, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. But it was a St. Louis kid. Yeah, his mom was always on, too. Um, I I mean, I follow people like that. So I remember. I remember his first two catches in the NFL were touchdowns, I believe, with Tennessee. You're correct. Third player ever to do it. I I looked that up. Yeah, but you follow things like that, and they're in the paper. I mean, People were still covering, even though he wasn't mm-hmm. here. So, yeah, if I need to look something up, I'll say, I don't know. I How many times do I say, I'm not going to look it up? Often. So I just have somebody else look it up. But those are just things right. that I'd stuck out. Because it's so hard to do. <laughs> I just don't it's time-consuming. It's, it's labor-intensive. I almost hope I have the wrong information when I'm giving a take. Yeah. Yeah. Spe- speaking yeah. of wrong information, Pac, I'm going to call for some audio. Uh, yesterday, Doug, my Sports Center update, I uh, named who the – the Blues are playing tonight. Do you know who they're playing tonight? Tonight they're playing a team that's coming here looking for a couple points. I know that. They'll actually be there. They're playing the floor of the Panthers. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And um, I so on the board up at 101 ESPN, 
We have a little TV that says all the things that are coming up on the station, like blues games that'll be on, NFL games that will be hmm. on the radio, whatever it is, baseball games, Time basketball check. games. Yeah, all that stuff is all up there. And it just said blues at Panthers. So I read that so I can tell people on SportsCenter update what time the pregame starts and everything. And all it says is blues at Panthers. So Plowock, uh, play the audio from my SportsCenter. Yes. 101 ESPN SportsCenter. This is Action Jackson with a SportsCenter update, driven by Johnny Landoff Chevrolet and Johnny Landoff Autoplex. The Blues lose last night to Tampa Bay Lightning. Final score of 6-1. to one. The Blues are back in action tomorrow night, taking on the Carolina Panthers. Oh. Oh. Taking on the Florida Panthers. Pre-game starts at 5 p.m., and the puck drops at 6 p.m. Oh, well, you caught pu- yourself, though. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised you did. And the best part about this is people who never mess up in their lives at all are going <laughs> after them. Right. Uh, it's, 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 it's all in good fun. Tim, as soon as I said that, just out the biggest laugh, and it was really hard for me to con- mm. collect my... There was a big pause, and then I, of course, get into John Morant's game winner from two nights ago. But... You sat back at home. Everybody's like, yeah. done that. Play. If you've done this enough... Sooner or later, you guys I just saw Panthers like and said Carolina. And so right when yeah. we started the next segment, Tim goes, so they're playing Bryce Young tonight is that, or tomorrow night. Is I that think right? if your hockey reputation wasn't there, that wouldn't have been a big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I caught myself immediately when I said it. But, like, I never think of the for the Panthers. Like, truly, I never. But you're a puckhead. Yeah, right. I just, I just, I never, ever think of them. But no. Not once. Me and like, Jason, me and Jason right next, right uh, behind Phil Mickelson in a Florida Panthers game once. Kodak Black enjoys a Panthers game. He does. He uh, had some fun at uh, one of those Panthers games. Yeah, so, so I brought up my next point. I feel like I'm just like copying myself from Balloon Party, but what the hell. Uh, I said I like teams that use the state name instead of the city name. You do? I think I, in certain cases, like I, I mentioned yesterday on Balloon Party, all my friends who live, I have a bunch of friends from Memphis, and they love the Titans. But I don't think that they would be as much in love with the Titans if they were the Nashville Titans and not the Tennessee Titans. Probably. My yeah. friends don't like Nashville. Well, they like going to Nashville, but they don't like they don't like Vanderbilt or any University of Tennessee teams. Like mm. they're not into that. But they do love the Titans. Or like Carolina Panthers, perfect example. You cover both North and South Carolina. Florida mm. Pan. You're not gonna be the Miami Panthers. They don't play at Miami. That could be the Fort Lauderdale Panthers. I just, I like it in some cases. I wish the LA Angels would go back to the California Angels. We had the Missouri River Otters. You didn't support them, did you? Uh, don't, uh, what, what sport? Ugh. Oh, oh, Jackson. Hockey? That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think it would it sound like an AHL team or minor league team if you called it the Massachusetts Bruins. Yeah, so like there's certain, like St. Louis, it would never be the case, or Boston, because those are like major historical cities. Like, for whatever you want to say about St. Louis, St. Louis has a major foothold in American history, mm-hmm. gateway to the West, a thousand different things. And there's two major cities in the in, state. In the state, right, exactly. Well, there's more than two major cities in Florida as well, but yeah. it, they don't play in either of them. Uh, however, for some situations, I think it's better. Like, Boston, obviously not. New York, LA. Actually, with LA, I think the California Angels is better than the LA Angels. Oh. And bring back the well, halos on the uh, on the hats. That I would like to see. Bring yeah. back the halos. But you have no choice in Minnesota because you've got two major cities right, right there next it's, to each other. Right, it's perfect yeah. there for sure. You used to have the California Golden Seals. Yeah, Golden State Warriors. Carl Vadney. Utah Jazz. Yeah, I just I think it, I I just like it. Mm. Indiana Pacers. I don't know. I just yeah, that's nice. But they also have the Indianapolis Colts. The World Series featured two teams where states were the yeah Texas Rangers, mm. Arizona Diamondbacks. Good on hey, good on you, KG. Very nice, KG. That that's why you work here so often. Thank you, Doug. Mm. Yeah, because I guess 
all, most of those teams like are based in Phoenix, but don't really play in Phoenix. I know the Cardinals play in Glendale. I don't know where that. I guess that little weak ass stadium the Coyotes play is in Tempe because it's an but Arizona the whole state. area is still Phoenix. Yeah, even right. the, the Florida Panthers that's still considered the Miami area. They used to play in downtown Miami. But but it's Fort Lauderdale, isn't but it? If, but if the Cardinals or the Blues were to move to Maryland Heights. Oh, It'd yeah. still be St. Louis. Yeah, it? but that's different than Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Sunrise, and Miami. Four or five minutes lot. away. Fort Lauderdale, Miami is 30 minutes away. Maryland Heights to downtown St. Louis, what, 25? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to call it the Maryland Heights Blues. No. Yeah, but some people, I've, I've said this before, that, and I've always asked him this, it's just he's proud of the little city he's from. But Pete Weber, one of the most well-known bowlers of all time, whenever he'd make a TV show, he'd always say, Pete Weber, St. Anne, Missouri. Never said St. Louis, Missouri. I was St. Anne, Missouri. Why do you Missouri. do that? Not that's where he lived. That's where his parents lived. St. Anne. It's a so. tiny little suburb. I know, but he just says I'm from St. Anne, Missouri. And everyone had to say, where is that? Pete? Yeah. I was asking, why don't you just say St. Louis? Because I'm not from St. Louis. I'm from St. Anne. I said, well, okay, whatever. But when you travel out of St. Louis, you usually tell people you're from St. Louis, right? Yeah. I live in Sunset Hills, but when, I, when I'm doing my world traveling, I never say I'm from Sunset Hills, Missouri. Right. It depends how far away you're going. Like, if you're going somewhere, like if you were from... Anywhere in America, I'd say I'm from St. Louis. 100%. 100%. Yeah, but, I wouldn't. I would say I'm from Maryland Heights. Yeah, well, from, you'd be from Brentwood. Never Brentwood. What? Brentwood? California? Yeah, I live right down the street from OJ. Yeah, but if, like, you were, like, in, like, Union, Missouri, you'd say, and someone asked you, be like, yeah, I'm kind of from St. Louis, I'm from the St. Louis area, even Probably though it's so. far away. You're not going to say Union, You'd say Missouri. a small town outside of St. Louis. Right, probably. right. The same people, like people from Chicago, if they're from, like, Naperville, which is by no means close to the city center. Mm. you say you're from Chicago. Sure. Who gives a damn? Yes. Uh, my dogs go to daycare in St. Anne, since we're talking about pointless anecdotes. That comes from Mud Puppy. Do they really? What all is in St. Anne? They got a golf course, right? Yeah. They got anything else? Eggs? I don't think so. Is Chuck a burger there? <laughs> the hell's Chuck a burger? We should probably look it up. Chuck a burger? Okay, well, here we are. We're going to have bowling and trophies in St. Anne, I think. Hey, guys, why does the tight pale hate Matthew Kachuk? That's from the River de, pa- uh, River de Pair yacht captain. I don't hate Matthew Kachuk. Big fan of all uh, St. Louis area athletes. Rooting for him, baby. How are you? Yeah, Northwest Plaza was in St. Anne. That's where Manupal was eligible. Was that St. Anne? That's what Manupal eligible claims. Well, how about, any source. guess on the population of St. Anne? I'm going to say 12,000. Mm, I'll go 14. 22, I'm guessing. Nine. 13,019. <sighs> we right. split it, Eggs. As of 2020. No, I, I, look, I looked it, it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't. You know, who, uh, you know who was here for the grand opening of Northwest Plaza? Can we have initials? Yeah, I'd like to play guessing. JFK. John F. Kennedy? Yeah. Good one, Doug. Nailed it. At the time, I believe it was like the largest mall in the country. At least that's how they build it. Yeah. I don't think he was here to cut a ribbon, but he was here speaking, and he spoke when it first opened in the parking lot of Northwest Plaza. My parents took me to see him at Crestwood Plaza when I was just a wee, but a wee little lad. Made the St. Louis Mall Tour. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tour you want to be oh, that on, was, baby. Those were the happening places back then. Then again, maybe it was Crestwood and it wasn't Northwest Plaza that I'm thinking of. Hey, I don't, God. Was I don't think he was here for two, no. two mall openings. Good Crestwood, I'm shocked by how many texts we've seen. I've seen of this, but a bunch of people are saying Chuckaburgers and St. John's. I started oh. my teaching career right across. I should have known that. At uh, The uh, Rittner. Yeah, I, was, I didn't know if you wanted me to release info, but I guess, yeah, Rittner. When you're on one... When you're on... 170 on your way to Normandy Golf Course, driving north. 
There's that one little stretch where it says, oh, yeah. oh you're in Charlac, <laughs> and then you drive about 50 yards and says, now you're in another town. Sycamore Hills. So, yeah. <laughs> and then a little while later, another bit, you're in Normandy. Yeah. It's yeah, all, yeah. You, could, you, you could throw a baseball between the three minutes. Charlac. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I guess, yeah, is Normandy at what, Bel Nor? Is that yeah, the I municipality so. it's yeah. in? Yeah, it, it can get confusing. It on, really on gets the north stupid side. up there. I don't know. At least what... in South County, at least the the areas are big. I mean, Kirkwood's got almost thirty thousand. Wildwood's probably twenty thousand. Yeah, Chesterfield, huge. Oh, we need a few big. more municipalities. Yeah, I think ten but more should do it. North County's where it really just gets stupid. There's tiny little places up They're there. The tiniest. Yeah. I wonder uh, who's in charge of naming these places. People have founded them. Yeah, I mean, they've been there a hundred years probably or more. Most of them. Let's call this Charlac. Let's Probably call somebody's this name. Belnor. Kirkwood was named after James Kirkwood, the engineer who laid it out. Nice. And what? who's in charge of naming streets? The city planner. I, I don't you would think he'd run out of names after a while. They went, Kirkwood went with presidents. Yeah, <laughs> always, yeah. I mean, there's mm -hmm. State Street. There's same streets in there. Like Columbia is, downtown Columbia, uh, have streets that run north to south are numbered. Streets that run east to west are tree names. Yeah. Who was the first person to have a name? Now you're oh, getting somewhere. God. Adam, I guess. Now you're getting somewhere. And then last names. Surnames? Yeah. Who came up with that? Like somebody was born and your name was Bob. I think they were based on professions. I think. That's, yeah. that's what they say. For the Smith. Most part, yeah. yeah. But, who, but who came up with the idea? We need a last name. Well, when they got to have a, a lot of people, they needed a better way to identify everyone. All the bills were getting confused. Who was the first person <laughs> to do that? Who was the first person to say, we're going to give ourselves a last name. We'll call ourselves person, Johnson. Know. It was long before the printed press or anything, and so probably no one will ever know who the first person was who came up with that idea. Well, I'd like to know. These well, are questions. You're never going to know. These are questions you should ask when you were a kid. That's from Jonathan yeah. Titsworthy. Like, I, Moses didn't really have a last name, did he? Or Coles. Jesus didn't have a last name? <laughs> Speaking of which, Darnell Coles named Creve Corps. Yeah, they didn't have, but who was the first person who said, you know what, hey, you're just calling me Joshua. I want a last name. I'm going to call myself. And then everybody started doing that? Everybody started coming up with last names, naming themselves? Probably, yeah. Now, Caesar Augustus, was that his last name? No, it was Augustus Caesar, wasn't it? Augustus it was... and Julius Caesar. Octavian. Yeah. They're all his last name Caesar? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, well they, I think they Caesar had, is a title. They all had Caesar last, was a title. They all had last names. But Caesar know. is a title, right? It's not their name. Now we're name. now we're getting somewhere, Gosh, baby. Somebody get out the Google machine. Now we're we getting. We need to get this in the skeleton ASAP. <laughs> yeah, I like, <laughs> right the, I like Who had the baby? first last name? That's the question. That's what, and who came up with it? I who bet just, you it's Smith. And who? And some of these names you can't even pronounce. Who would come up with that name? And why do they call it surname instead of last name? Yeah. Did Jesus Christ name himself, or did his parents would have named him? Yeah, but is it God Christ then? No, it's Jesus. Yeah, but God's Jesus' dad, right? God is his father. There's God, Sham God. Really nice dribble move he invented. But you hmm. see some of these last so names. So God you Christ, can't that's the first last name, would be Christ because, hmm. yeah. But some names you can't even pronounce the last name. People come up with that. When you think you come up with a name people can pronounce? Well, do we might not be able to John Lockyditadia. Well, because we speak English. And Freeze, others, Lockyditadia. There's, there's other, lang <laughs> there's other languages funny. outside of English. But somebody had to name that name first. I bet they could pronounce it in their native tongue. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Like, some American names are probably very tough for someone who speaks, like, Japanese. Praise Bingo. Yeah, you couldn't pronounce that last name. Yeah, there's just certain things. I think yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. I saw a last name, and I said, my God, 
When you shorten that, who came up with that? You well, can't even pronounce it. Here's some information. Kid. Family names appear to have developed first in China, originally among the nobility, and then spread to commoners. Clan names that seem to indicate matrilineal heritage, called Zing, emerged in China around 4,000 to 3,000 B.C. Nice. All right. There's some good information from Doug Vaughn. My ears are bleeding right now. It's from Caller Ellen. But how did Jesus have a last name and God doesn't? (laughs) What was Jesus' last name? Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. His name is Mm. Jesuit Christ. (laughs) Jesus of Nazareth. Gosh, so close to Christmas, too. This says, that's his the, name. No, I'm, I'm in all honesty. That's his last name, right? No, it used to so be your last name was where you were born. It was from. It'd be like Jesus so of Jesus, Nazareth, Jerusalem, Mary Magdalene of Bethlehem. It this is, says one of the earliest civilizations to adopt last names is China. Over three thousand years ago, people there supposedly adopted family names as last names hmm. to enhance their census. The last names used by the Chinese were maternal surnames or their mother's surnames, which mothers passed down to them. Mud Puppy says Jesus H. Macy. <laughs> the oldest surname in the world is Katz, K-A-T-Z. Oh, yeah. Initials of the two words Cohen Tezdak. Every Katz is a priest descending in an unbroken line from Aaron, the brother of Moses, 1300 B.C., book one. There you See, go. See, they, they can bash it in the text and all they want. It's, just, it's not our fault you guys haven't thought of this yet, and we're first bringing it to the You're Right. And the here's the Jesus it, answer. Jesus didn't have a formal last name. Instead, he was most commonly called Jesus, son of Joseph, or Jesus of Nazareth. That's what I just said. After his resurrection, he was called Jesus Christ to show that he is the Messiah and Savior of the world. See, Tim Christ. I don't know how you can add a last name post-death, but it is what it is. I I just assumed that was his last name for his entire life. No, didn't Ben Hur? Wasn't Ben Hur? That was his last name. I believe that was just a fictitious movie. <laughs> ben Hur? Short movie too, real quick one. Was, I think his name was Noah Ben Hur. Let's see. When went the first birth Judah certificate? Like when Judah do we Ben-Hur. start giving birth certificates out? Uh, probably around the time of probably long time. Like when were humans keeping records? Yeah, on, <laughs> recorded. <laughs> that whenever you start seeing the first things of being recorded, that's when stuff started getting recorded. His legal his legal name was Jesus of Nazareth because that was the homeland of Joseph. Christ became because he fulfilled a prophecy of the Old Testament that wasn't his legal name. I don't know if they had. We should bring that back. back. Darren then. of Peoria. Yeah, Darren. Darren of Canton. Yeah, like I love that. Doug of Wichita. Is that you're not from Wichita? Well, I was born in El Dorado. El Dorado. Oh wow! That'd be kind of El Dorado. Douglas El Dorado. Douglas El Dorado. That's like your porn name. <laughs> yeah. You're really. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Doug, I don't mind it. Dougie El Dorado. Mm-hmm. Like Monday night, I made a carrot cake. What in God's name does that have to do with what, what we're talking what kind about? Of hijacking is that? <laughs> well, I said this. A lot of times, I just think of things. You know, God, where do I do the last first last name? Um, but I was making a carrot cake, and I said, "Whoever thought that a vegetable would make a good cake?" And why a carrot? I mean, you ever heard of a green bean cake? You ever heard of a pea cake, a corn cake? Why don't you start it? Why carrots? And it works, but never heard anybody make an asparagus cake, have you? It's a good point, though, as we talk about Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) You working on, like, a type Hmm. 5? No, it's just things that popped into my mind, and that popped into my mind when I was making the carrot cake. Speaking of names, my son John asked one of the nurses at the hospital yesterday, what are some of the oddest names you've heard, a baby's name? And the nurse said, well, we had... Couple of twins a little while ago, and the mother named them the best and the finest. Oh man, <laughs> I gotta say, I love it. Yeah, because you have the coldest. Who's yeah, the uh, coldest Crawford? The coldest Crawford. He's a football player. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I like a, I like a unique name. Why, why not? Like the best and the finest? Yeah. I think it all depends on really? what... Somebody, some people like things. Some people like, don't like other things. But what if, I mean, like, what if you're named after, like, Defiance, Missouri? Well, oh, man, if you're named after Defiance, <clears throat> you got a long uphill climb. Yeah. Doug, look, look what the playoff is As I'm opening up a honey bun, I'm Hoosier, good. I know. Well, I have the ability good. to make fun gl- of other Hoosiers. Glistening. I'm watching a lot of things I didn't like. I did see huh? that. It seems to be a very common trend here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I like one of those I've had before. One of the boxes. I think it was the longer chocolate one. Yeah, one is like turtle brownies. The other one is a, like a cake stick. Yeah, that's yeah. And then I brought cake you stick. a bag of caramel popcorn. I didn't want that. I got for a Christmas present. I didn't really want it. Nope. That's enough of the name game. <laughs> Shut up, idiots. It's Ken time, baby. I made a carrot cake. Yep, me, Kenny the Possum Strode of House Leather. That's from Brian Henschen. <laughs> the House of Leather. Beep, boop, beep, boop, bop, boop, beep. Gatesworthum. House Leather. Play, Plowhawk, play the hijack sound. You should make the first bleach cake and let us know how it is. This is Ravy. This is Ravy, by the way. The first bleach cake. We could sell those probably as part of the TMA merchandise. Uh, probably 100%. Jesus, get him to shut up. That's from Painter Guy. Why, isn't it something you ever thought about, buddy? I think Iggy was the first man to have ADD. That's from Jabab the Bookie. Well, we were talking about first things, and I was just wondering who came up with thought a vegetable would make a good cake. It does. It works. Yeah, it does. But it's nice. You wouldn't think of any other vegetable in a cake, would I'm, you? I'm curious, like, who was the first guy to be like, man, we smell. <laughs> and then, like, soap went created. Well, I guess. Who mm. noticed the first time yeah, somebody goes, man, Some guy named Reitgard. Probably. We have Bingo. some body odor up in the bee. Yeah. I, I guess it's just, like, if everybody smells bad, mm-hmm. you, don't you don't notice, notice that. Yeah. It, and, like, if they have no way of cleaning up the streets, then, like, horse manure is just right. everywhere. And like homeless people probably don't notice that it smells it. Yeah, it's just that if everything smells, then you have your yeah. point of reference, your frame of reference, I should say. I've had cavemen that smell very, very good. Except Raquel Welch in one million years B.C. She well, looked we, like she smelled pretty good. She looked good until the day she died, Doug. Yeah, she did. If you listen to Pepper and Genie, we did discuss kind of caveman etiquette. <laughs> that was one of our one, Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah. One of them was, like, you know, because we were on the topic, obviously, of, you know, who first wiped? And so, oh, <laughs> so when you're oh, on, right question. When you're on that topic, obviously you're very back to caveman days, and you're just talking about just the smell, the bo. But in terms of like no wiping, or if you did, it's with your hand. Can you imagine that cave at night after a big well, you know, stew? Dogs, dogs don't wipe. <laughs> they don't. And big, big stew. <laughs> dogs don't wipe, and they don't always look dirty. Yeah, but don't they? They, scoot, pu- they pucker it, they pucker it perfectly. And they still got to get their anal glands expressed. We pay for that service every two months. Cletus come by? No, you can tell because when they start rubbing their butts on the, no. the carpet or like the blanket and it starts to smell. It's like, oh, they Isn't that pump. worms? Is that worms that that's the case where they're scooting their butt? Sometimes, yeah. But these tip, we are just like needing their anal glands. Like, yeah, popped. and then black oil comes out. <laughs> I don't watch it. I just I've send it in for a little oh. visit. Plowsy, you ever smell the underside of your dog's paw? I bet oh, dude, I've smelled... It smells like Fritos. Yeah. Oh, my dog's ears Fritos. smell like... Like, yeah. Granny's ears smell like Fritos. But dogs... I, I've had my dog drag his nuts all on my under chin and all on my face one oh. morning. He's had that done to him, too. Are you teabagging? I, he literally teabagged me, looked at me, and did it, too. Really? Why would he do that? It was just one time... I don't know. Just wanted to get off the bed, and he didn't want to, like... Maybe he's horny. Yeah. Do you enjoy they it? They hump each other, 
Uh, no, God no. No, just sorry. Oh, yes. It was awful. Hey guys, three minutes ago we were talking about Jesus's last name, and now we're talking about people and how they wipe their butt. Keep up the great work, fellas. That's from uh, Gary Pinkle's cell phone etiquette. Mm-hmm. Well, we were just bringing it back to because you talk about cavemen and smelling. Obviously, I remember the the Pepper and Genie episode where we brought up cavemen smells because of with the. Who first wiped we're, episode? We're trying to be more relatable to our audience. Yeah, and get off the deep religious right. discussion. Topics. Right, call well. in, call in uh, with your stories of, of name. Uh, I, I tried saying it a couple weeks ago, Doug, and you scolded me for it. I, I think I said entomology, which is a study of of insects, insects. but etymology, I think, is the study that of sounds of words yeah. and how they're formed. Uh, you can call in with any of those takes. That's six three six nine hundred four TMA. Much like Kara the lesbian called in yesterday. Uh, you can all you can also call in. You talk to KG No Town. I'll get you on the air. We'd love to talk with the audience today and tomorrow because Tim is out today and tomorrow on 101 ESPN. Uh, Josh Innes will be filling in for Tim today and tomorrow. I'll be running the board for those two days oh, today. Yeah, it'd be fun. And then I do not know what the plan is on 101 for Tuesday through Friday of next week. Obviously, best of programming on Monday. Uh, plenty of NFL actually on 101 ESPN. I love. I'm an NBA guy. I love the NBA on Christmas. I am a fan of the NFL on Christmas as well. That is cool. Are you? Yeah. They have a full skate of games on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, Skate? (laughs) Skate of games? Yeah. Yeah. Full slate of games. I was looking at my fantasy semifinals, and I was looking at the game. There's seriously some tonight. Yep. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It's it's crazy. Are you doing a three-game Saturday again? Uh, no, they're doing, uh, yes, three games Saturday, Bengals, Steelers, Bills, Chargers, and Commanders, and Jets. They get close to the end. They want almost every game to play for an I need Kyron no, I'm sorry. to go off. Uh, Saturday, they were only playing two games, Bengals and Steelers and Bills, Chargers. On Saturday, then you get a five-game Sunday noon slate, a four, uh, I'm sorry, six-game Sunday slate for noon, three games in the afternoon, Obviously, the Sunday night football game, and then three Christmas Day games, including Ravens Niners. That's the two best teams in the NFL, Doug. Possible Super Bowl matchup Monday. Right? Yeah. I guess Joe Buck will be on the call for that. So perfect. Yeah, that'll be great. I think the Niners are the best team going right now. Yeah, and then the Ravens are top of the league in the East. Probably so. Or the I like that. It makes Sunday DraftKings easier because I always do the noon games. Yeah, six games on noon on Sunday. Even with all this, you know, one Thursday night game. Saints and Rams tonight, Doug. If you're looking forward to that. I will not be watching that. No, I'm not going to fight my TV to try to get it. I need. It might be where baseball and uh, the NHL are going to be on. uh, Well, when it gets to that, I'll I'll sit down and take an hour and a half lesson from somebody and learn how to do it. But for now, I'm not giving you another ten dollars a month because I don't care enough about these games. Sure. I need Biani grad. Start off my semifinal hot tonight. Kyron Williams, hopefully get me 20, 25. Yeah, I've played him a couple weeks ago he when he so came good. back and had like 130 yards mm-hmm. rushing his first game back. Yeah, good Rams, uh, Rams, I think they're in the last playoff spot now. Yeah, 7-7. Seven, 7-7. Seven. Seven, seven. The AFC is wide open. That's what's uh, to keep an eye on. There's like the Bills are 8-6. You got the Chiefs at 9-5. Broncos 7-7. Seven, seven. Browns 9-5. Bengals 8-6. Colts, Jags, and Texans all 8-6. Real jockeying for position going to be going on these last couple think, weeks. I think a lot of people thought the, both the Chiefs and the Bills would be dynamite teams this year, and they're both not near as good as what they were projecting. Yeah, terrible to be. receiving core, both teams. Oh, well, the Bills. The Bills. Got Kincaid, I guess. Well, Stephen Diggs. Stephen Diggs. Yeah. 
every game the Bills have lost, they've lost by less than a one score. And every game they won, they're winning by like 20 points a game. I'm with Iggy. I think that they're going to get right in the major. I mean, they looked really good last week against the Cowboys. They smoked them. And the Cowboys mm. have obviously been uh, one of the better teams in the NFC as they are sitting at 10-4, and four, tied with the Eagles now uh, for second place in the NFC overall. The Niners, of course, at 11-3. and three. So there's a little NFL breakdown for you. Mm. I know these people were clamoring for it. They were. But I just wanted to mention because uh, – there's obviously plenty of uh, stuff going on there. And you can bet on all of it with the Circa Sports app, the world's largest sports book in Las Vegas. is now in Illinois. The Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be. Big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. They're not going to start limiting you if you start winning with Circa. It's not what they do. And if you ever run into any issues with it, you talk to a real person, not a chatbot, over at the Circa Sports app. As I just mentioned, the NFL has plenty of games this weekend, bowl games left and right. you got college hoops. you got the NBA. you got the NHL. So much to wager on right now over at the Circa Sports app, which is now available in Illinois. So visit CircaSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Doug, we were talking about what to get uh, people for the holidays, but mm. if you have a dog, there's one gift that you for sure should get, and that's naturals. That's exactly right. Don't forget your dogs. And when Dora sits around the Christmas tree with us, she's going to want something. Yep. And if you want to open up a package just like this one that I'm holding up on YouTube right now, look at that nice green packaging. Naturals. And the treats are just fabulous. Got a bag over there I can have for my niece's dog. No, no, I should not. <laughs> I have one right here that I need to show Naturals.com. And this is what's in there. This is a chicken-flavored ribbed bone. Doesn't Boy, that look it looks good? good. It's so shiny. It looks like something a human might want yeah, to know into that. And Dora loves those, and her cousin Elway just really goes nuts over them. And your dog will like them, too. So get your dog something. Even if you miss Christmas, you know, they're still going to well, They're not going to know, so you might as well go ahead and buy them. But for sure, you want to support the local sponsors and support longtime TMA listeners. They're a family-owned business that want to provide your dog top-quality dog treats, and they've done just that. Naturals carries a lineup of limited-ingredient dental chews, 100% rawhide-free options, and mouth-watering oven-baked cookies. Your dog's tail will be wagging with excitement after tasting flavors like real peanut butter, chicken, and pumpkin. Your dog will be begging for more, just as Dora does. She begs a lot. Discounted variety packs also available so your dog can enjoy all flavors delivered right to your door. And here's a treat for our listeners. Use the code TMA at Naturals.com. For an exclusive 15% off, plus free shipping on orders of 30 bucks or more. That's Nautrals.com. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and spell it again. Please. Nautrals, G-N-A-W-T-U-R-A-L-S.com. Shop local this holiday season and gift your dog treats from Nautrals, like this rib bone right there that they will absolutely love. That's I'm sure they will. Nautrals. Uh, before we head to break here, KG sent some wonderful links this morning to me. And one that uh, hits close to home from a, a show gone by. It's called Biffin Show, Doug. Mm, nice. Uh, Biff and Iggy would do, what, afternoons on Fridays? I think so. But hopefully, in, if there was like an ultimate Frisbee game, you might get bumped. But other than that, you guys would be on, even though Biff was paying for it. Uh, sometimes I just did it from home. I just didn't <laughs> feel like coming you call in. No, why call. didn't you feel oh, like God, coming in? You live terrible so close. Idea. I'm on my couch. Eh, I'm just going to call in today, Biff. Uh, well, a big topic on that show, Doug, as you remember, was sploshing. And I got an article here from Metro.UK talking about sploshing. There's no shame in indulging in any fetish as long as it's legal. So they don't kink shame. God bless. Well, but, they said as long as it's legal. Right. So you can kink shame the illegal fetishes. And I agree on that. 
I uh, talked to a woman on uh, Fremont Street, as KG remembers, mm-hmm. who talked about as long as uh, kink shaming, everything's legal, then no need to kink shame before she told me that she knows exactly what a cuckold is. Uh, there's no shame in indulging in any fetish, but this sex trend will leave you unable to look at spaghetti bolognese the same ever no. again. Splashing during sex is as messy as it sounds, and it may leave you finding pasta sauce in your privates for a week or two. <sighs> so a good shower after is key. That's a nice little tidbit. Thanks yeah, for the help. <laughs> yeah. To splash is to derive sexual pleasure and arousal from being covered in wet and messy substances like food products and beverages. Mm. And we aren't talking a little sexy squirt of whipped cream. Think of baths of jelly and maple syrup all over. That sounds terrible. As its alternative name, wham, wet and messy would suggest. The thought of slimy, sticky feeling that will inevitably come from giving this kink may go make you cringe, but the fetish is booming in popularity with over 11 million views on TikTok. Videos show women pouring spaghetti over themselves, (laughs) sitting in a cake and jelly and showering themselves in sauce or coffee. I don't get it. Uh, sex psychotherapist Gigi Angle for sextoys.co.uk tells Metro that splashing is mainly about getting wet and messy, but using food is an incredibly popular offshoot for the fetish. She says splashing is a sexual kink or fetish that involves sitting in or spreading around jelly-like or viscous substances. But it can encompass absolutely any substance that gets messy. And Gigi says cake sitting is hugely popular. Why? Wasn't that what Biff was into? They, they, they liked them to sit on the cake. Uh, yeah, that and some kind of. And and then the girls, the porn stars, always say, "Be careful of that because you don't want that up you." Certain things like sugar and yeast and things like that leads yeah. infections. What? Uh, Countess Diamond, the dominatrix, explains to Metro.co.uk that splashing or wham is a big part of the BDSM culture, and she has a pretty good idea of where it came from. She says, when splashing first occurred in our history, I don't know for sure, but the earliest... unbelievable but the earliest records show grapes being crushed under feet for wine was in 7000 bc and i have a feeling someone would have been watching those women with a semi in their pants oh come on 7000 bc that's what it contracts splashing they, they didn't even have last names and they were into it that wasn't splashing that was just you're making wine <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty close to caveman era isn't it 7000 bc probably yeah yeah, I mean, caveman air is probably really long. All the delightful squishing noises and giggling as it tickled their toes. I can see how this could be erotic. Drinking wine out of an orifice, which was probably considered pretty tame by Roman standards, which goes back to your uh, your Roman gay sex slave story, Iggy, that you mentioned uh, a week or two ago. Well, you could verify that. You can't verify something that happened 7,000 years ago just because you say that, I guess, I, bear, I guarantee you they had semis. You're going to count that as splashing. <laughs> Well, you were the one who just said you wanted to know who had the last name, first last name. We probably have to go back to 7,000 B.C. Uh, not forgetting the Egyptians had Queen Cleopatra, who frequently bathed in milk. What a sight to behold that must have been, the opaque white layer swirling across her body, dripping off her fingertips. Boy, this is getting ha, ha, hot. It's not that hot. I mean, I mean, she did that, but you're going to count that slo- splashing, too? I guess it's in the splashing family, sure. Yeah. What about uh, James Cagney? He threw the grapefruit in her face. In Public Enemy. Is that no, splashing? I don't think so. Like, if you throw a tomato at a bad comedian, that's not splashing. Yeah, according to this people, they are. What food would you guys take into the bedroom? George Costanza brought pastrami. Yeah, nice <laughs> nice roast beef sandwich. Yeah, the Swiss most cheese, maybe. sensual of all the salted meats. I'm going peanut butter. Yeah, there's a thought there. A little messy. Doug, I feel like you'd have a good time. Pimento cheese, <laughs> pimento cheese sandwich. Saltine crackers. Well, you can always eat a, a peanut butter mayonnaise sandwich. 
can of tuna fish right by the bed. Just Ugh. get a fork in there. Ugh, for so many no. reasons. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. P- a pimento cheese sandwich, Doug. Those are one of your favorites. I, no, I don't care for them, even though they're inexpensive at the Masters. I know. I still don't <laughs> like them. Yeah, PB and mayonnaise would probably be uh, pretty good. Why are we talking about porn? That's from Wolf Boy. Well, the show never does that. Hey, Grandpa Vaughn, the Bengals are the best team ever. I have the best ween ever. Make milky on my white. No, I don't think I can finish that. Uh, Is that the recovering alcoholic? Yeah, you want to suspend them? I would like to. The recovering alcoholic from Belleville has indeed been suspended again for his comments, I mean. He's been suspended a period of two days' time, and his name, as we speak, is going into the suspension logule. He could be the last suspension of the year. Mm. certainly hope so. Uh, ham chunks and cheese dip, right, Plowsy, with a little milk to wash it down? It's from Gary Pinkle's cell phone. You, you eat in bed, but I feel like it's different than the splashing story. Yeah, the ham with queso is actually a very underrated and super unhealthy, I would assume, dish. Yeah. You have to do it when Gossip Girl's on. <laughs> yeah, we're actually, sadly, we finished that up, and sadly, we're only three episodes away from finishing up um, Gilmore Girls again. But I know they have, I think, a movie or that new show... Gilmore Girls. It's like for a season when it's all the same characters, older now. So I'm going to dive into that afterward. But it is kind of depressing when you're, you know, on your last couple episodes of a yeah. five or six season show, you've Sad, been, yeah. you know, running through <laughs> for the third time. Heartache. Gosh. Don't you know all the dialogue by now almost? You could do one of the speaking parts. This was, uh, it, it's very emotional. I forgot about, you know, Rory and Logan Huntsberger, the ups and downs of their relationship <laughs> toward the end of the year. You know, Richard and Emily. You know, Richard had that heart attack, but he still wants to go to work at the insurance company. Yeah. Yeah, I'm watching the Tudors for like the third time. Tudors are good. It's a good show. I'm at the end of season one where he finally got rid of his wife, Catherine, and now he's starting to hook up with Anne Boleyn. Did they call it hooking up back then? Anne Boleyn, there's a last name. She had a last name. Is that Jonathan Reese Myers in that? Yeah. Great role for him, too. And this is the guy you want to play your story in yeah. the Iggy movie. He's buff. Right? Is that who we're looking for? Yeah, he's had some drinking problems in the past. I think he's been in rehab a few times. But he'll play. He'll portray you. And he'll bring actor, truth to the role. Good actor, though. And he's a uh, good-looking dude. Well, that's not who we need to play you. <laughs> you know what's depressing? A quote-unquote grown boy watching Gilmore Girls for the fourth time. That's from Mr. Siders. Are you a Sex in the City guy? Yeah, I never got into it. It seems like it'd be right up your alley if you're like Gilmore yeah, Girls. Because, I, I mean, in Gilded Age, I love Miranda is obviously Aunt Ada in uh, Gilded Age, who I love. She's one of my favorite characters, and she is in Sex in the City kind of in the, her prime. So I think I could see myself enjoying the, you know, the character arcs for each one. Boy, well, I like say, a nice character say, arc. Don't say character arc. Really like a nice character who, arc. Who do you think I, you are to say something like that? I know you get a kick out of it, Doug. I thought you'd like it. Character arc. I would love to eat some peel and eat shrimp off of Doug's inner thigh. Doug, that's from Pumpernickel Pickle. Oh. I just read I I was I read, read a, what I see. Leggy blonde. Uh, don't, no. no. Uh, we're going to close out there. Probably on that a good note, idea. On that note, sure. what I just saw yeah. in the text Probably inbox, we're going to close idea. out the 8 o'clock hour here on the morning after, which is, of course, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. We are broadcasting live from the Michael Bultra Studios. On the other side of the break, we'll have the design air, heating, cooling, email today, and so many other hijinks and, and little news and nuggets. We'll just be so darling together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can join us all involved in that and get involved for the design air, heating, cooling, email today. We'll get to you on the other side of the break. This is the morning after, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen, live from the Michael Bultra Studios.